Blog Talk Radio.
Lord God, I thank you, God, for tonight, Lord God. I thank you, God, for being present with us tonight, Lord God. As I bring forth this message, God, the way that you brought you brought it to me, Lord God, that you gave it to me, Lord God, then I may help not only myself, God, but that, that I may help somebody else that's grieving as well on tonight, Lord God. I thank you for each and every revelation, God. Touch everybody that's grieving on tonight, Lord God. One by one, name by name, every phone number that's represented here, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, touch them, Lord God. Deliver, Lord God. Heal, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for doing so on tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the, the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 18 through 23. This 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 18 through 23 from the NIV. On the seventh day, the child died. David's attendants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought while the child was still living, he wouldn't listen to us. When we spoke to him, how can we now tell him that the child is dead? He may do something desperate. David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves, and he realized that the child was dead. Is the child dead? He asked. Yes, they replied. He is dead. Then David got up from the ground after he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. His attendants asked him, "Why are you acting like? Why are you acting this way? Why? Why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but now the child is dead. You get up and eat." He answered, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Again, that's 2 Samuel 12, verses 18 through 23. From the NIV Verse 23 From the New Living Translation says But why should I fast When he is dead Can I bring him back again I I will go to him one day But I cannot return But he cannot return to me But why should I fast When he is dead Can I bring him back again I will go to him one day But he cannot Return to me. There's Second Samuel 12, verse 23, New Living Translation. For those who may not know, my mother went to be with the Lord on the morning of March 23rd. The two songs that played in the beginning of tonight's service is of my mother singing to the glory of God, doing what she loved. And she loved prolific fire. She would listen to the messages 
and often would say how she was blessed. So tonight is for her, and it's for many of you, myself included, who are living with grief. Living with grief. Tonight's message. In tonight's foundational text, David's child, the child he had with Bathsheba, died. In tonight's foundational text, David's child, that's who we're talking about, David's child. The child he had with Bathsheba died, and his attendants can't understand how David's countenance suddenly changed after the child died. While the child was still alive, David did all he could, fasting and weeping, hoping God would change his mind and let the child live. But after, somebody said after, but after the child died, David got up and ate, and his attendants just couldn't understand the change they saw in him. But David said something powerful. But David, he said something powerful in verse 23 that I want you to pay attention to in tonight's foundational text. David said, and this is what the Holy Spirit keeps reminding me, now with the passing of my mother, David said, but why should I fast when he's dead? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him one day, but he cannot return to me. My mother can no longer come to me, but she, my mother can no longer come to me. She can no longer return to me. But the Holy Spirit keeps reminding me that one day I will go to her. She can no longer come to me. She cannot return to me. But the Holy Spirit keeps reminding me that one day I will go to her. One day I, will, I too will enter into the Lord's presence and be where my mother is. One day I will enter into the Lord's presence and be where my mother is. I pray that comforted somebody just, just to know. Knowing that because your mother, because your dad, because your spouse, your loved one died in the Lord. That's key. They died in the Lord. It matters how you die. It really does. I want you to know because your mother, because your dad, because your spouse, because your loved one died in the Lord, and because you're in the Lord, one day you will be where they are. In the words of the Apostle Paul, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Second Corinthians 5 and 8, New King James. Somebody like David, you did all you could for your loved one while they were alive. You did all you could for your loved one while they were alive. But now that they're gone, just like David did, I need you, hear me, I need you to get up, wash, put on lotion, and change your clothes. Go out to the house of the Lord and worship. Then I need you to come back to your own house and get something to eat. What was David doing? And doing all of that, what was David doing in tonight's foundation of text? David was taking charge of his life again. You see, for all that time that his child was sick, for all that time that his child had been sick, David watched. He watched every day fasting and weeping for a different outcome. Believe me, I know the feeling. 
you was fasting and weeping for a different outcome. But God, God always knows what's best. And here's the thing, what's best to God is not always what's best to us. David wanted, wanted a different outcome, and so did I. And I'm quite sure many of you wanted a different outcome. But as I said, God knows best. And that's the grief many of us are living with now. And that's the grief that many of us are living with now. Missing our loved ones, but trying to bravely, prayerfully accept God's decision to take them when he did. We're trying to bravely, prayerfully accept God's decision. And his decision was to take them when he did. Even Jesus knew what it felt like to grieve over something that was not his will, but it was the will of the Father. Even Jesus knew what it felt like to grieve over something that was not his will, but it was the will of the Father. Do you think, do you really think, think with me on Polyphify, you know I like to make you think. If you're new to Polyphify, hello, I like to make you think around here. We're not just going to read the Bible and listen to the words. We're going we gonna to do some thinking. Do you think death was something Jesus wanted for himself on the cross? Do you think death was something Jesus wanted for himself on the cross? No. Jesus was just like us when it comes to death, wanting the cup to be taken from him, and there'll be another way. He said, to take this cup from me the father to take this cup from me but then he surrendered his will and said nevertheless your will be done not my will but your will be done you see painfully though sometimes there's not another way I don't care how much we want it to be another way another outcome painfully though sometimes there's not another way Jesus had to go to the cross and keep his appointment with death Jesus had to go to the cross and keep his appointment with death. There was no change in it. There was no change in it. And our loved ones had to do the same. And our loved ones had to do the same. No no amount of crying, no amount of Jesus crying, sweat dripping from his forehead like blood. None of that didn't matter in the Garden of Gethsemane because none of that could change the assignment. None of that could change what Jesus was sent to this earth to do. Luke 22, verses 39 through 51, New King James. Beloved, you must believe. Therefore, beloved, you must believe that their assignment on earth was complete. You must believe that your loved one's assignment here on earth was complete. There was nothing more for them to do here. Of course, we want them here with us. But there was nothing more for them to do here. There was not one more song that my mama needed to sing down here as a as a president of her church choir. God was ready to receive his praise in person. So he did. In the midst of my crying out and everything else, he did. But here's the beautiful part. But here's the beautiful part. My mama's body is asleep. My mama's body is asleep. This is the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me. My mama's body is asleep. She went to sleep, just like Jesus said about his friend Lazarus in John 11. Lazarus was asleep. 
and your loved one too. Their body is asleep. If they died in the Lord, their body is asleep. And one day, their body will be resurrected, called up to meet Jesus in the air. Remember the Bible says, the dead in Christ. Remember I told you that's key. It matters in what way that you die. It matters how you die. Because the Bible says, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Because we we got hope, y'all. And God does not want us to grieve like the rest of mankind. He just said don't grieve, but he don't want us to grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. So we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left unto the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangels, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead, here it is again, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will we forever be with the Lord. There's first Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 17. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 17, NIV. But for now, for now, her spirit is in the presence of God where there is no pain. This joy, I had to keep reminding myself, her spirit is in the presence of the Lord where there is no pain, just joy and pleasures forevermore. Because, again, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5 and 8, New King James. The same for your loved one who died in Christ. I'm keep saying it, in Christ. Same for your loved one who died in Christ. There's joy now, pleasures now, according Psalms 16 and 11. Try to remember that as you grieve. Beloved, I need you to remember that. Try to remember that as you grieve. We don't have to grieve like those in the world. We don't have to grieve like mankind. We don't have to grieve like those who have no hope. We have hope. We will see them again. Mama, I'll see you again. Father God, help us to grieve, but grieve with hope. Because we know that you would never promise us something in your word that you had no intention of doing. Man operates in that type of falsehood, but not you, Father. You remain true to your word, to the word that you have spoken. Therefore, comfort us now in the midst of many tears. Comfort us now in the midst of many tears. Make us ready for the joy that you said is coming in the morning, according to Psalm 35. Amen. Now let's talk salvation. Because I would be naive to think that every soul listening to the sound of my voice, whether you listen live or to the replay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would be naive to think that everybody is saved. 
although I want you to be saved, I realize that there's some work that needs to be done. And if you desire to be saved on tonight or if you just desire to get your relationship right with the Lord on tonight, I need you to hear me out on this part. The Bible says, in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes, which means he was aware, he was alert, and he still had mobility. That's bad. You inhale, and you're lifting up your eyes, and you're still aware, you're still alert, you know what's going on. You still have mobility. That's Luke 16, verses 22 through 23, the King James Version. But love, you don't want that. You don't want to lift up your eyes and know that you're in here. No, you want to lift up your eyes and say, God, there's a passage all understanding. And know that you have eternal peace, that you are with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7, New King James. Again, 2 Corinthians 5 and 8, New King James says to be present, to be absent, rather. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But here's the big question of the night. Who is your Lord? That's what I want to know. Who is your Lord? It's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9, and 10 tells you how to do that. Romans 10, 9, and 10, um, the NIV says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, that's what you need to do on tonight. Declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So open up your mouth on tonight. That's right. Don't be shy. Open up your mouth on tonight. And repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth that I am a sinner in need of you. I repent of any any wrong actions, spoken, or thoughts I've had. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God, raised from the dead. I need you. I want you. How many know needing somebody and wanting somebody to do the things? Therefore, tonight we collectively tell Jesus that we need him, and we want him as our Lord and Savior. You need him and you want him as your Lord and Savior. With a faith as little as a mustard seed, I believe. Somebody say, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. Now the announcement. If you need this ministry, PayPal info or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolific fire. That's paypal.me slash prolific fire. Or the cash app is the dollar symbol and prolific fire. The P in prolific is capital. The F, is fi- the F in fire is also capital, prolific fire. If you pull up a, ca- a cash app with a sword with some fire coming at it, that is the logo for prolific fire. So if you feel led to stone, Please take advantage of those two ways. And thank you for everybody that has those. I pray that the Lord bless it back to you 36 100 fold. Wherever you need it the most, according to your faith, be it unto you. Matthew 9, 29. As usual, you can find me on Twitter, at Prolific Fire, on Instagram, at Property Safety, like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. Also, check out ProlificFire.com. You can donate on there. You can... Send in your prayer request. It will come straight to me, and I promise you as soon as possible, I will get back to you.
Also, you can sponsor a child through World Vision. Many of you know that I'm a World Vision sponsor as well as a child ambassador for World Vision. I'm always looking to put those beautiful, wonderful children with sponsors that will help them. Help them have clean water, help them have better education, clothes, everything they need to succeed in life. So if you've ever had a desire to help a child you know, overseas, Ethiopia, Cambodia, just somewhere overseas, if you desire to do that and be a part, you need to reach out to me for that as well. You can you can go on the website. Or you can call 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. If you desire prayer, be sure to tune back in on Monday, tune back in on Friday night for Faith on the Line with Prophet's Pace. My sister in ministry will be leading us in prayer, and the phone lines will be open for prayer on Friday night for Faith on the Line with Prophetess Pate. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. The Lord is always there and I miss, so if you need prayer, even if you don't need prayer and you just want to call in and be in the midst, please do so. It starts 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By call, and you can tune in by calling the number that many of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. There's 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then. So call in. The phone lines will be open. Then be sure to join me. Probably Stacey back here on Prolific Fire. Same night time and place for another message from the Lord. I pray on tonight that somebody's grieving. Somebody that's grieving that's going through the same thing that I'm going through right now. I pray that the word that the Lord gave me was a blessing to you. Was encouragement to you. Was strength to you that you can make it through this season. You're going to forever miss them. I'm going to forever miss my mother. I'm going to forever miss my grandmother. But we can get through this. We can get through this. With the help of the, help of the Lord, we can get through this. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in on tonight. And I pray that each of you have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.